Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy and I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast I totally relate. Well, what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of I Totally Relate. Mm, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> we are so glad you're here. Today, I feel like we have a really magical conversation ready for you. I cannot wait for you guys to meet our guest. I can't wait to meet our guest. I'm like in her physical presence and I can just tell like <laughs> you you need to like open up and share what you know. Like I can tell that. So I'm so excited. Shelby, who are we sitting with today? Yes. Okay, you guys. I have a dear friend and might I say mentor that has come into my life and taught me so much and I can't wait to learn more for her. So today we are sitting down with Kathleen, also known as Kat. Kat is an earth medicine practitioner and she works in the realm of spirit and matter. First time, first time on a podcast. Yes. So um, very honored to be here and... Yes share what wants to be shared. Yes. Thank you for taking time to sit down with us. Mm. I met Kat through yoga at the Yoga Underground in Utah County, and Kat hosts lunar events. So you maybe have attended one of her full moon classes, um, and she also does the breath circle, which falls on the dark moon. Yeah, so it's actually just recently we were I was able to offer the wholeness of the lunar cycle, which we lovingly refer to as moon medicine. Okay. And so it's a, it's moon medicine. We I offer new moon um, yoga nidra. It's a meditation, and then the full moon is the yoga and ritual, which moon salutations and earth medicine magic ceremonial. And then, and then the balsamic moon or mm. darkening phase. Yes, that's the that's the breath circle. The breath circle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you do you want to just take us into what even all of that might mean? Yeah. So really, moon medicine was birthed when I started tracking the moon. So I'm a very cosmic being, right? I love to look. I've always looked up my whole life, just like you know, wanting to know what the stars and all of that. So um, it was birthed after tracking the moon many, many moons ago. (laughs) And I started realizing actually that the tropical zodiac that we all follow, this westernized, you know, tropical zodiac, no longer aligns with the actual constellations. And that's what it's based on. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of like threw me for a whirl. And I, I thought to myself, like, maybe it's time to find that present moment. And you know, like standing on the ground looking up, what does this offer us? And in a nutshell, moon medicine is remembering, it's, it's remembering our sacred illumination or the opportunity mm-hmm. for sacred illumination, which is also honoring the darkness, honoring mm-hmm. the reflection mm-hmm. of the sun, right? The moon does not have her own light. It's only coming from the sun. And so it's sacred illumination. It's, it's illuminating the subconscious and really diving into, you know, I, I, I would venture to say that darkness is actually not the same as shadow. So darkness oh. is in itself benevolent. You know, we, we, have, we have the, like, Whoa. we're the ones that put in 
the negative connotations through programming that has come through, you know, since the Inquisition and the patriarchal, you know, all of that. And so coming back to a remembrance that we do have opportunity to dive into the darkness and see the shadows and then also heal and integrate those things that no longer work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, can we Darkness just, is benevolent. Yeah, I was going to say, can we just start with that? And it's like the ability to sit with or be comfortable with that darkness so mm-hmm. that you can recognize the shadows. We, like, duality is embedded yeah. in mm. our system, right? Yeah. 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 We know we, this or that. Right. Well, and not just that, but it's like, you know, this even the yo- what's Yeah, both together. Yeah. And so it's like uh, the way that I see the human body and like what we emanate is truly both Mm -hmm. and and so what that means is like yeah we have duality embedded but but we're one whole being and so what that really means is they're like we are non-duality in motion right so like Mm -hmm. tantric teachings and things like that yogic teachings the Ida and the Pingala, you know, they talk yes. about the masculine and the feminine, mm-hmm. the dark and the light, you know, the moon and the sun. And, you know, that's that's what we that's what we walk through this life in. Yeah. So like the darkness and the light mm. are actually not separate. Yeah. They they just dance together. We just are like, the embodiment of both. Yes. And so coming back to that remembrance would allow a lot of like, you know, programming and patterns that we see our how we see ourselves yeah so that's the medicine of the moon and the medicine of the moon is really found in her wholeness you know honoring not just the new moons and the full moons are like gaining wisdom from the new and new beginnings and then the full is that full reflection but also remembering there's that darkening phase that we often forget we often Mm -hmm. you know the the overarching you know focus is usually on the light And yes, we're biologically driven to find the light, just like a seed in the ground. You know, it comes up Mm. out of the darkness, though. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the sustenance unless it's in, you know, in that proverbial darkness of the womb, Mm. gathering all the nutrients of the earth, all the compost that offered, all the things that died, you know, in order Mm. to feed the seed, and then come towards the light, go towards the light. So it's like they they are not separate in order for expansion and growth. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, with the visual of the seed, in order for the seed to reach that light, it goes through that darkness and it also embeds itself in the Mm, darkness. Beautiful point. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. and so, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is darkness is not inherently bad. They're can be scary, fearful things that happen inside of that space. But to root yourself... So talk to me about, like, the difference between, like, shadow and darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would I would kind of put this in a way that maybe... Because in, innately, the darkness and the light go together, mm-hmm. there are shadow aspects in the darkness and in the light. Right. It's mm-hmm. like if, yep. if you were to only focus on light, you wouldn't be receiving that sustenance. And so of, of the womb space or, you know, however you want to say that the shadow aspect are those things that 
we we see it's like when you go outside you know no matter like you are casting a shadow like mm-hmm. you stand in the sun and you're mm-hmm. always casting a shadow yeah. yeah and so in in these terms or shadow work you know this is lots you know old stuff but it, it's a reminder that we do have opportunity to push through the things that don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So like those unhealthy patterns of yeah. self-criticism, um, the things that flow through the family lines or, you know, the lineages from, from, from the things that worked back then, yeah. maybe did, they don't work anymore. Yeah. And there, there is that opportunity to face your shadows, in other words, your fears mm-hmm. of your own power your own innate force yeah Mm. that because that's you know I see that a lot in myself as well there's there's a fear of of our own potential because it's so immense yeah and then you also have to take accountability yeah that's 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 a shadow yes yeah okay I'm just like, I just want to let you loose. Like, you are incredible. Like, there's a few things that I'm just interested for my own knowledge. Uh, Can you talk to us about the cycles of the moon and um, how it's beneficial to all of us living on this earth? And why or how the phases of the moon are tied to femininity. Like, I would love to know Ooh, that's a good topic. In my classes... The best analogy I can come up with of the medicine of the moon is that it's just like a breath cycle. It's, in a sense, the creative process, right? That we all, it's a creative process. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like the new moon, right? And and I I talk about this a lot. So sometimes I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's a very good analogy. So the new moon would be considered like the bottom of the breath. So this new, like this new beginning, like what are you going to inhale? Yeah. Right? And so this intentional practice with with the new moon is is very powerful. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you going to inhale? Yeah. And so you you find that inhale, and then you come to the top of the breath, Mm -hmm. and this is the full moon. This is that reflection, full illumination of what you brought into your being, what you brought into your life, what you, what you wanted to embody. Yeah. And then, and then, right. And then you have the exhale, which is just as important as the inhale, right? The more we can exhale, the, the deeper and more full the inhale can be. And so this is a lot of what I was speaking to before of what we've kind of forgotten about, like the balsamic and darkening phase is that's the exhale. That's really when we get to shed and release and, and exhale what we, what we found that we didn't want in our inhale, yeah. right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, that's where so, our power is. Exactly. It, that's what we've forgotten. It's yeah. Like, it's the wholeness of it. And, and so the darkening phase in itself is the most potent. Yeah. Okay. It's, and this is, I always liken it to those of you yogis who are maybe listening, you know, to this or you in the room, it's, the most important piece of a yoga practice would, you know, on the mat is that shavasana. Mm-hmm. It's the integrative, that darkening mm-hmm. phase is the integrative mm-hmm. portion where you heal 
and transform and transmute and you gate you gather all the wisdom and co- it's concentrated wisdom yeah. that you then are able to carry through to the next cycle yeah oh my gosh whoa as you were saying this with the exhale the the contemplation on what's not working in your life your relationships or you know your yoga practice whatever it might be that's the reevaluation to allow the change to come. Mm-hmm. So maybe with the exhale, you realize the self-criticism isn't serving you. Correct, yeah. And so the, the intake going into the next cycle would maybe be implementing uh, more self-love or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... What programs or what's getting in the way? Because in my experience, the exhale or that self-evaluation or, you know, re-looking into yourself has been the scariest part. It's been Mm -hmm. the one that's been most avoided. Mm -hmm. I am afraid to look at the things that I don't like about myself Mm -hmm. or that aren't serving me. Mm -hmm. It feels like a painful process. Mm. It can be, yeah. And I think it is for most people who are on a self-healing path. Okay. And and I think one thing good one good thing to remember is that exhale is also your expression, right? Mm. So it's like you this is what you've intended to call in and inhale. And then so being mindful of what you're expressing as well can mm. help kind of see what the next time you want to actually call in. Yeah because it's you're also putting it out there. So as far as like, you know, looking at those painful parts, you know, that that's a I think that that is another program that we we've been instilled with to to see ourselves as inherently bad, mm. inherently sinners, right? Mm. To be honest, like even and I I don't know why I'm going into this, but the biblical God was so uh, contradictory. There was so much. There's yeah. so much contradictory. Yeah. Yes. And and with that, you know, the stories of Eden, and you know, there's <laughs> there's beautiful lost messages and lost stories of like Lilith, and seeing how it's it is in the darkness that we find our potential. Yeah. It is in the Oh, those stories are missing from Yeah, what and, we're reading. Oh, yeah. So we don't know. They they are coming back, yeah. however. The awesome. they are definitely coming back. This the ancient wisdom is is coming back within all of us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a matter of it's a matter of kind of like maybe seeing the pain as more just like discomfort. Mm-hmm. And being being finding comfort in the discomfort because the discomfort allows that growth it's like going back to the seed right do i mean who knows it could be very painful for that seed to push through the soil yeah and and but but without that it 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 wouldn't wouldn't flourish it It wouldn't have the strength it needed Mm -hmm. wow okay so from you i have learned and tried to implement more 
intention and ritual into my life. Do you want to speak on any of that? Sure. Um, So it, it, it can be very simple. Ritual and like altar work, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of what I do and what I teach, it's it's intentional in that like an altar, when you build an altar, it's just a reflection of your insides. Okay. Like it's mm-hmm. just a reminder of like, mm. oh, that's that's a part that's me. Okay. You know, and so ritual I, I'm not one to do anything really traditional, okay. but I do honor the the history and the and the and you know the roots of where it came from, yeah. and so ritual in itself in itself can aid us in the remembering of the truth of who we are, and so it's not necessarily. Um, like you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. But so the ritual that I kind of follow is that earth medicine and bringing into back into awareness that we are made of the elements. And so when we, when we do elemental things, you know, I, I offer mentorship for earth, earth medicine mentorship. We go a lot into elemental immersion, which brings us to like earth root chakra yeah. You know, water, sacral chakra, mm. solar plexus, fire, and then heart, air. And so if we if we build ritual around, let's say, you know, the earth element, mm-hmm. we we meet the spirit of earth mm-hmm. on the outside, right? And then in a sense you can even say like this whole ascension is actually incension. It's not, mm. it's not like you're raising and you're lifting. No, you're descending and, and remembering the wholeness of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so by going through the elements and building altars and, and f- listening to your intuitive connection with those elements, then you, can, then you can begin to remember that that's within you and you, yeah. you are one with yeah with specifically this earth but we're also stardust animate you know there's a lot of that so i work a lot with the universal teachings of like the directions as well which also correlate with our energy centers of the body so this was actually really fascinating while um during these teachings specifically with yoga is how it started when i was like 11. i started just going through this process you know and and, uh, to, to to date I realized how how connected specifically tantric teachings are very similar to um, earth medicine or shamanic practices because it's all about it's all about that ritual that guides us deeper into ourselves. Yeah. 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 That's really beautiful. Can you talk about honoring the roots of kind of like even like our society and like where we come from um you have so much wisdom on these origins I guess yeah and well and now I'm remembering that you had mentioned the feminine aspect oh that's right yes how does femininity tie into like the moon cycles yeah and so this is bringing me there because I've done a lot of study around ancient goddess traditions mm-hmm. and matriarchal societies and throughout our our history that has been like and and I'm not 
bashing the patriarchal aspect. But really, the goddess traditions have been ripped from the earth and changed into a way where, you know, these... um, these things in our in our society lead us to first of all staying on the hamster wheel, mm-hmm. like just continuous like, uh, you know yeah. this this idea that productivity equals our worth. Yes, yes, yes. And so like that's kind of the main and and also a lot of things that are occurring now are like that that patriarchal mindset of even sacred medicines, you know, sacred plant medicines where people are beginning to see themselves in it and having this, you know, shadow aspect say, oh, well, that I love that. So I'm going to take that and that's mine. So not honoring the roots, right? Not mm-hmm. honoring the actual building and what it took to like bring even this medicine to your hands or yeah. you know and yeah. and that's in every every part you know that's coming that can go down to food that yeah. can go you know just yeah. bring, being more intentional what i feel like we could really come back to in in a deep remembrance is that patriarchal and matriarchal go together yeah and and they have to have each other or else we're out of balance and so we've been out of balance you know for 3,000 years, you know, the the patriarchal yeah. implementation of there's a hierarchy, yeah. right? Or, yeah. you know, you have to go through someone else to mm. even to even communicate with a higher power. Yeah. Mm. And in the matriarchal societies or the feminine, they they <clears throat> they followed the moon because okay. and, and with that, right, they followed the sun and the moon, remembering that, you know, they don't they're not like if we didn't have the moon on this planet. It would not. We. It wouldn't work. Like it yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah. In in a true matriarchal society, the feminine aspect is honored through the menstrual cycles because that guide our 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 menstrual cycles are guided by the moon. This is something okay. they knew from who knows when. Yeah. You know the the most ancient timekeeper was the moon because of that time of bleeding. Yeah. So does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. So everything was revol- everything revolved around your moon cycle. The entire system was set up based on the menstrual menstrual cycle. Mhm. And it let But up- that information has been taken away and so now we're just left with an empty system. Yeah, it well and I wouldn't say empty. Okay. Because because there's there's something to be said that who knows who really knows right I know nothing but what what has come through is we who who's to say that even the feminine power came out of balance yeah and that's why the patriarchal power yeah. needed to come in that's and what I, I was wondering I'm like so we have this like oversweep of this patriarchal or this masculine right or the sun right was there a offset within mm. that. Like, I would imagine there was a dance to find the balance, and this is just where we're at in the dance right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm, but there and, were steps that came before. This. Yeah, and you could maybe look at that as like a pendulum, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, beautiful. It's like yeah, okay. So maybe back then, you know, pre pre Babylonian times in like Sumeria and all those places, yeah, there the societies there were very much um, they 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 honored both equally yeah um but then who knows what happened then you know history 
we don't know much. Yeah. We know like artifacts and and mm. and all of that was actually very um, driven by even like like the ancient serpent, and that's a very feminine si- uh, symbol. Um, so anyway, oh, okay, you know may- okay. maybe the so we can tell them that even in the artwork and the way that the artifacts that we're finding, we're like, oh, this is like uh, a matriarchal symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, goddess traditions. Okay. And what what that may have looked like back then, you know, would be, again, everything revolved around the menstrual cycle mm-hmm. because the women were actually the ancient medicine people. They were the shamanic conduits mm-hmm. or channelers of that, that wisdom that came yeah. through. And so the, the masculine was there to protect and if they didn't have that protection, right? Like they needed it. So they, yeah. they there's a lot to be said about that too. But mm. so so the menstrual cycle, like when a woman is bleeding, when we're bleeding, that's our that's when we're the most what you would say maybe psychic. Mm-hmm. And and it's a time of full on like an emptying, like a clearing. It's a clearing for sure, but it's also that concentration of that that divine connection yeah mm, and yeah. that that's another reason why you know when women would bleed together they would go and and commune with their creator with spirit with whatever they would call it back then while they were bleeding together mm. giving that blood back to the earth yeah oh my gosh hold on epiphany isn't that crazy like that that would have been like a symbol of sacredness or yeah. like preciousness versus like how we view that today is very uh shameful and embarrassing yes. and like you keep it to yourself like we end up isolating yeah and then we lose that connection with each other mm-hmm. because it's such a shameful thing totally whoa yeah okay sorry and so you know yeah it's like unclean yeah 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 i mean even think about like menstrual pro- men- menstrual bleeding products yeah think about the names like sanitary pad like yeah. like why yeah. does this natural process yeah. need to be sanitized, sanitized. Wow. you know instead you know to- and things are shifting in a really good way on 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 our time of bleeding yeah but it, even with like the creation of of tampons like yeah. that was a tampon was created by a man yeah like what yeah let's plug the hole up yeah let's, let's shove make something sh- in there yeah let's make sure that you know none of this innate feminine power comes through like that's that's how i see yeah. that yeah and then you know yeah it's just wow. it's something though again it's all a part of it's all a part of our our expansion it's all a yeah. part of our progression yeah. so i'm not bashing anything because that pendulum's just going on the other side and now we're coming back yeah Mm. yeah and do more women like start around a certain time a certain phase so this has been really fascinating because i've been tracking this as well and i have a group on my website that is for bleeding women Mm -hmm. like i like my sisters will call me and be like when am i bleeding like when am i going to start my period Mm -hmm. and i'll be like oh well last time you were you started right before the full moon like it's like it is so from my understanding and i this this is just from what my studies have done like or have brought me is before unnatural light or electricity okay. right the light of the moon does affect us yeah like on a biological scale yeah the waters in our body all of that and you can even see that that blood as 
the waters in your body in a sense, yeah. right? Before artificial light was introduced, my understanding is that most women bled around the darkening phase, right? Okay. That shedding, mm -hmm. like that natural rhythm mm -hmm. of, of that release, releasing. fully releasing. And then within that is the, because moon actually means mind, it's also that subconscious layer that when a woman is bleeding, you know, if you have intention during your moon time, you literally have the ability to change mental patterns in your mind because they work together. Okay. It's fascinating when you start diving into it and, and really finding the practices that work for you. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And so now what, what happens is, you know, our biological rhythms are kind of messed up. Like, mm -hmm. like we can, we yeah, can probably because, all agree on that. Because we have the light switch on mm -hmm. at 8 p.m. Right. And we have alarms that are waking us up. And we and have this telephone that's like that blue light telling us this is the sun, this is the sun. You're actually like yeah. supposed to be awake right now. Um, yeah, it's kind of thrown things off. Yeah. But again, not that it's not, that it's not needed because yeah. that also offers more progression, yeah. more knowledge. And so, so what I'm finding now is you can, you know, when you start tracking your moon cycle, you're, when you're bleeding, you can look at what phase that's in. And that's kind of like the teachings that can come through during that time. Mm -hmm. And so somebody who maybe like myself, I'm a full moon bleeder. Like I always bleed on the full moon. This is something that I, that I've, that I've known about myself for a long time is that my shadows are always illuminated. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like because that, right? But then like somebody say that bleeds on around the new moon, um, that's like their, you know, that's the new beginning aspect. And so mm -hmm. that, that, that release is really aligning you with finding your, I guess, new beginning yeah. and, and with, without lack of better terminology. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so wait, wait. Oh my gosh. Hold on. I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Another epiphany. This is so crazy. So why are rituals important? Because our actual physical anatomy and our like communicates with our spirit or life force through ritual. We our, our bodies are literally a ritual. Yes. Yes. That is amazing. Wow. Epiphany. Because <laughs> it, it's so yeah. It's so you just true. taught that to me. You said those words, and then I was like, I understand what she's telling me. <laughs> Yeah, the, the rhythms, right? Yeah. We're, we're rhythm in motion. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, like we're, yeah, the, the cyclical aspect. We, we're, we're that yeah. walking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so That's I love cool. that. <laughs> okay, all right, I interrupted Okay, you. well, just, I think, the way that we were taught about our periods, like, growing up and all that it entails, you know? Like, yeah. it's just been so different, and... You're right. There's so many things that are working to kind of change that message. Yay. Yeah. But so when I like look at my horoscope, right, certain times, like with the moon, it'll be like, hey, maybe focus on balance a little bit more. Like, does every moon have that? Like, can you walk us through that? Like, like is there oh. a time to like be like, oh, like I should be looking at, you know, all of the things that make me happy in this moon and like oh, maybe yeah. I should be because looking at because we have we have moon cycles new moon full moon and then 
what was it? Well, the so balsamic or Balsam. darkening, yeah. 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 But then we also have the harvest moon, the mm-hmm. blood moon. Like, we also have different yes. full moons, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, and is that what's lining up with our, like, the timing of, like, our birth and our horoscope? Is that part of it? Um, yeah. So you, you can look at it that way. Um, one thing for anybody who's interested, it is amazing to look at the t- what the phase of the moon was in when you were born. Okay. Mm. Um, just even looking at that will blow your mind. Okay. So I like I was born on a, I was I was born on a full moon, like full illumination. Again, this is where I'm like, no wonder why I'm a full moon bleeder because I, I I'm constantly looking at my shadows. I I'm a very uh, um. Oh my god. I'm all about expansion. Okay. And that's looking at your so shadows. So is this like where the critical voice comes from? Totally. It, yeah. It, it's it's like that. Well, I mean, that's also, you know, that can also be tied to, like, pain body and, like, mm-hmm. trauma and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, the when when I really started putting this all into practice, just my personal story, I started to notice right around, right around my time of bleed, I would, those those mental patterns would come in so strong where I'd be like triggered by this, you know, seeing my lack of self-worth and everything and hearing that voice saying, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You know, those type of things. Yeah. And so when I started seeing the pattern and this is what the, the moon shows us over that 13 um, cycle, it's a pattern, right? Everything is pattern. Ooh, um, is yeah. Um, so I was able to, integrate what that what what those self-criticism messages were actually like what was the teaching yeah and really what I gained from that was it's it was in a sense stepping out of codependency yeah stepping out of or or I guess stepping into sovereignty Mm -hmm. and not allowing anybody even those voices those you know those things that may have come in from childhood trauma or birth trauma I mean there's so much yeah it's overwhelming but you know not allowing or or changing the narrative changing the story yeah and yeah it it definitely has served me so there's that um (laughs) and then along the lines of like the the different moons of the the year this is where I get a little bit like, uh, like I don't follow the Gregorian calendar. Okay. Because because it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense Gregorian, to me. Gregorian is that like, like month to month. Okay. Right. January, February, March, April. These were things implemented to to create a system. But within that, you know, when we look at astrology, again, the constellations don't match up anymore with yeah. with that tropical zodiac. Yeah. The the zodiac in itself is is a, a way to in a, like understand your your archetypes yeah or those those um those imprints right it's it's i'm having a hard time explaining this but the moons of the year are actually linked to they are linked to the tropical zodiac because it's it's talking about what happens during the seasonal aspect mm-hmm. and that's the tropical zodiac the tropical zodiac is based on the solstices and the sun right mm-hmm. the solstices the equinoxes all of that which that makes sense to me but when they try to overlay the moon it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense anymore because things have shifted over this 
26,000 year cycle yeah. of the, the, the constellations, you know, shifting every however yeah. many years. Yeah. Right. And so that's a little, like, that's a little deep, like that we, we yeah. can go really deep with that. However, I don't think it's necessary because when we start looking at just the simple rhythm, just a simple rhythm, not okay. even like if we wanted to look at our horoscope, you know, that, that can offer that can offer us something, but in the same in the same breath, you can get really lost in that. Mm. Yeah. Because things have just shifted so much. Okay. So what I do is I actually I I follow the most ancient form of astrology which was through the moon and what constellations come behind it the actual constellations mm. so back then right they they didn't use the sun for for to see the constellations because you couldn't see the constellations when during the day yeah right. and so they were always tracking things with where the moon was because yeah. they understood the rhythm of the moon yeah so they're like oh what's this thing beyond it you know the leo constellation the you know the virgo constellation and noticing oh. what was going on during that during that time yeah. seasonally yeah and so that was like the core that's the correlation for yeah. that right so okay that makes sense taking that into like a daily light like our daily Thing. You know, we, we can look at where the constellation is, and there are teachings in these constellations that have that have an archetypal energy about it. Yeah. So that's really where that could maybe help. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I was going to say it's kind of, um, and we can go deeper into that too, because the way I like to refer to that is that's what's showing you the alchemical ingredients that you have at that time to make shifts. Because each constellation has an element, it's linked to um, you know different energies, and so when you know what elements or what things are really prominent in the sky, which is a reflection of our inner world, right? Then we get to see like, oh, what chakras? What chakras actually at play here? Oh, the sun is in, or the mm -hmm. the moon is in Leo, and so that subconscious layer is really activating the fire element within us, which is that sacral. No, the solar, the solar oh, plexus. Solar. Yeah, yeah. So, it it doesn't work for everyone, yeah. um, mm -hmm. but it's definitely you know a beautiful, a beautiful thing to explore. Yeah. yeah. Whether like naysayers or however you want to put that, like I think it's just interesting because. As I've walked through my own journey with intention, it changes everything. Like, what does it matter if it's a placebo effect, right? Mm. Like, those things that start to... Um, so, like, I guess, like, when I was younger, I would think that stuff was, like this was maybe a little weird. Okay. But as I've gotten older, um, and then after, like, discovering yoga and things like that, and taking a moon, a moon class, a full moon class with you, the element of even just reflection on my life, whether I want to be like, oh, well, the moon in Leo, mm -hmm. right? Like, but say, I don't, I'm not super educated in this. So like, what would like a Leo moon bring? Like that fire, like, would it be like your passion or creativity or? Yeah. So actually, um, just speaking about Leo, Leo is, the archetype of Leo is really remembering the divine child. Okay. That divine child, that that um, curious person, that, mm -hmm. that curious inner child within you, mm -hmm. which which what that brings is um, remembering your will center, 
right? Mm. That's the fire, that's that solar plexus. This is our will center. Mm -hmm. And so breaking that down into the, the, um, the condensed part or the basics is, yeah, a Leo moon can bring up stepping out of fear mm -hmm. into courage, into courage with the truth of, of who you are and embodying that, again, going back to that sacred sovereignty because when you have sovereignty, then you are willing things into your life. Mm -hmm. that, that will center is activated and able to be you know healed and begin vibrating at a at a frequency that you want mm. the the self the yeah. self that's oh, leo in right. a nutshell well something that like i love about this though is what's taught me is that reflection within myself you might not have to be bought into this but looking at the things that you were curious as a child mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like so something that carissa and i do on the podcast is really wanting to just f find our higher selves and live like our most truest lives yeah right and so something that has most benefited me like doing any sort of therapy or you know healing work is acknowledging those parts and so finding that intention it's opened up more curiosity mm. and more expansion because I guess I don't feel like in our society we are um, prompted to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And and so like it brings in intention. So like when I first started doing this, I was like, well, I don't really know if I really believe in it. But what's the harm of looking at what was I curious as right. as a child? Mm -hmm. And then it's just been like these building blocks. Um, so that's something that I love to say to people who maybe are like kind of against it in any way. Like, well, have you reflected on your fears? Right. Like, is it really like so witchy woo woo to to do that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And, and what is that even anyway? Like witchy woo woo, you know, a, a witch. And I don't even consider oh. myself a witch. I might be a little witchy, <laughs> but like I, I'm not a, a label kind of person. But a witch was just somebody who understood nature. Who, who just understood mm. earth, who understood the plants that could heal. Mm. And to somebody who didn't know that that was even a possibility, like, yeah, that's going to be really oh, it seemed scary. like she was using magic. Exactly. When really she just had, like, an understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, there's that too. But, yes, yeah, so the curiosity, like, that, that is something that we actually, I've been talking with a very dear friend about this just recently in that, like, this is one of the jokes I use, and she laughed pretty hard, but it was like, curiosity never killed this cat. Like, like no, where, where did we even get, like, curiosity killed the cat? Where did that come from? Yeah. Cats have nine lives. Like, it doesn't even matter. They can be curious as they want, right? So, so in, in relating that to us, pure curiosity is innocence. It's, it's that, it's that, it's the most, and this is what my dear friend was saying was, and, and we were kind of, you know, going back and forth on this, that curiosity is in, in itself the most loving, the most loving behavior we can adopt. And, and, and with that is even curiosity of our pain, you know, going back to the uncomfort, yeah. like being curious about why is this uncomfortable? Yeah. Why does this hurt? Instead of, oh, you know, addicted to that pain and like, oh, this hurts because that, that's the thing too, mm -hmm. you know, but being just staying in that, that, that 
divine child, that yeah. curious nature that we all get to come back to, that's that's a, a very, I think, easier way to see how to not get stuck in the shadow when you're doing shadow work. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times that yeah. can that can happen so we just become curious and then we are then we're able to see it in its fullness yeah how can we be more curious Hmm. or invite more curiosity you know that that is a very good question because I think what stops us from being curious are those mental patterns that hurt, that that um, degrade, you know, self sabotage, things like that, where we get we get stuck in the cycle, and so stepping out of the cycle, or even the the you know having awareness that that you're in a cycle, that you're in a repetitive pattern, mm-hmm. I think would be the first step, and then when when that's understood and you start seeing those patterns then become curious about that Mm. so becoming more curious I would say you know finding that finding that inner joy again finding and remembering that you know we are children of this earth we're literal children of this earth and there's a lot of avenues you can go down but I really think it's just kind of a mental shift Mm -hmm. that we can that we can adopt and remembering we are innately innately innocent yeah which is innately curious right <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's multiple things that you do and offer in services and so i just want this to be a plug to help bring Thank the you. business and things yeah. to you um you know it's been lovely because i i do work mostly with word of mouth Mm -hmm. Um, I don't put my work out there a lot Mm -hmm. other than the moon classes so if that's something that you're called to as a listener you know check out um, the yoga underground website underneath or um, in events there's a a section for moon medicine Um, take a look there you know but um, on on the other side of that I do have a website it's moonmedicine.earth and you can go there. That's where you can reach me. I, that's where a lot of my offerings are. I do, <clears throat> I do offer readings, so like spiritual guidance, sitting with spirit is what I call that. I offer dark moon readings, which if you want to get into the wisdom of that death portion, right, the yeah. death and, and into rebirth, um, have a you know maybe maybe bring or or maybe sign up for a dark moon reading I only hold those during the fourth quarter moon during the darkening phase that's also on my website oh the earth medicine mentorship Um, I I do have a couple spots opening up so if that's something that interests you as well you can check out my website on that as well I'm on Instagram it's in cosmic rhythm with with dots or periods in between and yeah, I love direct messages. I love any inquiry. So feel free to reach out. Nice. I love you. Okay. <laughs> can we can we go back to you as a younger teenager and you're feeling like you're feeling shame about this curiosity or these experiences you're going through? Mm-hmm. Um, 
knowing everything that you know now and you go back to that younger self, what would you what would you tell her if you had the chance? I would I would tell her that she is deeply loved. Oh. Like on all levels, you are deeply loved even in your pain, even in your failures, even in your that that self that you think is wrong or you know you're not doing things right even there you are deeply deeply loved yeah. that's what I would tell myself <laughs> thank you for saying that out loud because I think a lot of us want to hear that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that you know that would be if I were to bring anything forth to, to anybody to to hear from this is reminding them that like yeah. you are deeply deeply loved on all levels so remember that We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.